It's another day. I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled Fulfilled and Redeemed. Our scripture reference today is Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 through 36. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. The book of Matthew presents Jesus as a new Israel. You know how we are with new. So it's not difficult to imagine the tension that created between Jesus and religious leaders. We affirm that Jesus fulfilled Israel's mission. It's not that God rejected the Jewish people. Although they failed many times, their journey with the Lord was not a waste. Instead, All that we read in the Old Testament is part of God's redemption plan leading us to Jesus. But use your simple human emotions to appreciate why that put Jesus at odds with other teachers and leaders. Does that mean there's no need for people like the Pharisees? Is this new teacher suggesting we're all wrong about what it means to be faithful to God? Jesus assured his listeners that his goal was not to get rid of God's law. Again, Christ fulfilled it. Matthew 5 begins Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The sermon begins by turning the world's assumptions about God's blessings upside down. It gets even more pressing. You have heard that it was said was his way of calling to mind the law of God. The people hadn't only heard it was said, they heard that many times. They studied what it all meant. Listening to God's law was a regular part of their daily existence. So to hear Jesus follow up with, 
but I tell you, probably sounded like an offense to God. It wasn't, of course. What Jesus was showing them was the fulfillment happening in real time. Whereas before, you could get by with not doing certain things. Jesus pressed us now to go further. So, I could hold myself in high regard if I had never participated in the act of adultery. But now the challenge of Jesus was to recognize even any mental act of adultery was just as bad. That is a confrontation for self-righteous people. He used another example. A man could come up with almost any excuse to divorce his wife. If he received a divorce certificate, it was a done deal. He could, in a sense, wash his hands clean because he did it, quote, the right way. But I tell you, Jesus said, that you also bring harm to your wife by doing so. Self-righteous people know the letter of the law. They know all the rules. They'll challenge you on it and they'll let you fall in your face if you get caught not following them. But using the rules to justify yourself doesn't get at the core of Christ's fulfillment. To live as God's people is not merely adhering to rules. It's living as redeemed people. It seems Jesus wants us all to realize the same thing. I need to stress the all there. Self-righteous people tend to know too much about what others need to do with their life. So much so, they miss the ways they miss the mark. All of us are more guilty than we realize. Self-righteousness is a form of control. We put ourselves on a pedestal above others, closer to God, of course. That's how people like the Pharisees kept other people in their place. Touting control is silly when you follow the one who created everything. We have very little control, actually. The best way we can live is by allowing God to show us our blind spots, asking the Holy Spirit to help us avoid self-righteousness, trusting that the fulfillment we see in Christ is part of the fulfillment of our redeemed lives with God. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find Another Note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, make sure to leave a review so others can join us. The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.